Hi, my name is Jennifer Thorpe, and welcome to the Pure Social Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating, enlightening, and empowering others individually and collectively. As we grow and transform, we can impact lives positively and change our world. Hi, everyone. I am truly looking forward to just um, talking to you all today about what it really means to make a change. I had the opportunity with my husband to be a guest on a podcast where we were able to talk about cultural humility. This is a topic that um, I know my husband and I and um, other friends and different people within the community, like we've really been having discussions about what it really means to make change, whether in our spiritual community, in our communities where we live, and just in our world. And I think when we consider the events that have taken place, um, with shootings that have taken place, um, Asian Americans have been impacted. Pacific Islanders have been impacted. We still have the disparities within um, the black community. We just have right now what's going on in Georgia. Voter rights are being threatened and we're seeing advocacy groups um, begin to stand up and to fight for that. And the list goes on from our health to science to climate to inequality. There are so many areas in which we are passionate about. And yet it can be very overwhelming to figure out how do I make a difference? How do I make a change? And I wanted to just give some few um, pointers or tips you can say on how to really begin. And once you kind of get started, where you can go from there. And I wanted to just begin by saying the first place you really do need to start is with yourself. It's so important that you have a self-awareness of who you are as an individual, of your strengths, your weaknesses. Um, It's so important to have an understanding of your personal biases, uh, the implicit bias that you may be having towards other groups, for example, if you want to invoke change within different racial tensions that may be occurring. Having a self-awareness is so important because it gives you the opportunity to see the areas in which you can grow, the areas in which you can learn. And it's so important because it really allows you to be a listener and a learner of other communities in which you are trying to not only explore but really maybe become involved with so that you can make a change. And so with that self-awareness, it's so important as well. The second thing I would say is that you're aware of the structure and really the power structure that takes place within our societies or cultures, regardless of where you are, where you're listening. Um, As a social worker, I, I shared way earlier on in my podcast that My first initial background is in sociology, and in that we really do look at the development and structure. Uh, We look at human society, and we look at the problems that take place within our society. And so in order for us to really make a change, we have to be aware of the power struggles that go on. We have to be able to um, be educated and to... um, If there's any ignorance, if there's anything that we're unaware of, we have to really decide that we're going to dig deep, that we're going to immerse ourselves and surround ourselves with people who know more than we do and really practice that humility where we're continuing learners, where we're not considering ourselves experts, uh, where we're not um, stereotyping and really going by our biases, but that we're really taking the opportunity to grow and to kind of grasp what the real issues are. And with that being said, 
it's so important that we really link up with others because as human beings, we really do need support and we really do need each other to be able to make a positive change. There really is power in numbers. It sounds cliche, but there is power in numbers. And so when we make a change, again, the first place we need to start is with ourselves. But once we are aware of our biases, um, once we have an awareness of where our strengths and weaknesses lie, and once we have an awareness of the power struggles that take place within our society, that we're able to acknowledge that there are inequalities, that there are racial tensions, that there are biases that are taking place within our education, that are taking place within our government, are taking place even within our communities and our housing, whatever the topic may be, when we can do that, then we can turn around and actually figure out how to advocate for the problem. And advocacy can be something that can really overwhelm people. And I want to tell you, you can start with you first. And I, again, that goes back to educating yourself. I know over the past year, I've been able to take courses uh, with my friends, take trainings, been able to read some really good books on a wide variety of topics to really learn more so that I can develop a conviction about where I stand on issues that are truly important to me, but also being educated so that I know that um, there are areas that I need to grow and there are areas that I need to become more aware of. And not assume that the small microscopic vision that I have from my um, view of life and my perspective is the whole pie that I have to understand and recognize that there are other experiences, that there is history, that there are concerns and there are powers that can influence um, the, the struggle that we are seeing and that we have um, been able to even just see in our news and even within our communities. And so I wanted to, with that, say, oftentimes we start with ourselves, but I really do appreciate um, a quote that Mother Teresa said. She said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. So often we want to go out and make a big change in the community, but do not underestimate the value of also making a change in your home by having conversations over the dinner table, by having conversations as you're walking to school with your kids or driving in the car with them or going to the mall. There is so much that you can accomplish in having conversations because our children, um, our, us ourselves as human beings, we are being inundated with an amount of information that comes through you know, our social media and even through conversations. And so... Being able to really love one another and love your family and have conversations about kindness and about change and about how to love people despite differences uh, is really powerful. And not only that, being able to actually put that into action, being able to go into communities that are unlike your own with your families is so important. And maybe you don't have a family. Maybe your family is your peers. Maybe it's your college group. Maybe it's your your single household. But that's your that's your unit. That's your family there. And so um, it's it's a matter of really developing again convictions about what's important to you, but practicing them first with yourself and within your community within your family and that's really powerful but I wanted to give some 
uh, tips as well as far as how to go about beginning the quest to make a change in your communities. And the first thing that you can do is really figure out what it is that you're passionate about. What's the area that you care the most about? Is it homelessness? Is it gender inequality? Is it the LGBTQI um, community? Is it um, abortion? Is it um, really education? Is it housing? Is it the differences within um, the power struggles, the glass ceilings for women versus men? Is it pay? Whatever it may be, but figure out what you're so passionate about. Is it immigration? And then figure out um, how you want to go about learning and educating yourself about those um, topics or even if it's a group of people that you're not aware of. The first thing I would say when you begin to advocate, when you begin to organize, you truly must, number one, integrate yourself into that community. You cannot say that you know someone or that you know a group of people without going into that community and really understanding their dynamics, their strengths, and their concerns. You truly do have to build trust. I cannot say that enough. It is important, it is imperative, it is necessary to build trust so that people can truly engage with you and that you can really connect with the community that you're trying to help and that you're trying to assist. We cannot have the politics of I'm going to go in and be a savior and then turn around and not listen to the people. And I'm so grateful that I was able to have um, just even a guest on who talked about community trauma. And one of the things that Francisco was able to say over and over is that we really have to be great listeners. And so I want to encourage you as you integrate into the community, be a great listener. When you are a great listener and you truly build trust, Number two, you are able to really identify the issues that are impacting the community. You can figure out what the needs are, what the problems are, and that you can figure out the level of urgency and where you need to begin. The next thing I want to say is that you want to be able to, if you're trying to create change, and whatever that is, you want to create a core group. It's so important to have a group of leaders, a group of individuals that are willing to engage um, the rest of the community, people who are influential, people who are respected, who are passionate, but honestly are able to communicate with others. They're able to draw people out. They're able to really practice empathy and, compa and compassion. That is so key. So that's important because at that leadership, that's where you're going to be able to then turn around and and really go on to this next goal, which is number four, you're able to set goals and objectives. Create goals and objectives. You cannot accomplish anything if you don't have any goals. Figure out and identify what's the overall outcome. What's the change that the community you are engaging really wants to see? So if you're working with the African-American community, or if you're working with Asian-Americans or Pacific Islanders, or if you're working in the white community, if you're working with homeless people, or if you're working with children or youth, um, the elderly, adults, people with um, illnesses, what is the greatest need? What are they articulating to you that they would like to see done with urgency that is at the top of their list? And then you can go about creating a goal and in turn, objectives that will allow you to intervene and accomplish that goal. Because there's nothing more frustrating than creating goals that never get to see fruition. Um, 
I have been in various groups professionally, um, in church, and even in my own household where we can say we want to do something. And if we don't create a goal, if we don't create a plan, then we really plan to fail. And so this is such an important step. The next thing I wanted to just share is create an action plan to meet those goals. Identify how you're going to work towards those, um, those objectives. Determine what's possible. You know, we're not magicians. We are not magicians. You have to really be able to figure out how you're going to be set up for success. For example, every year in the state of Virginia, as in many states, you, uh, most of our children towards the end of the year, beginning in third grade, all the way up to maybe 12th grade, they take a standardized um, SOL. Um, at a certain point, it is required for graduation. That is something that is policy. It, has, it does not change. There are very few ways to get out of that. So if your goal is, hey, people don't want that anymore, we're going to change that. That's something that is going to require policy, advocacy, lobbying, um, changes within policy, changes at the state level, changes at the local level, um, changes within our education. That takes more time. So maybe what you want to do is figure out what is the goal that's really going to help children feel empowered to take these tests as you work towards maybe eradicating that or creating a system that is going to build students up and allow for them to not only be tested on their IQ, but to be tested in other areas that determine success. But the point is that example is figuring out what can actually be accomplished towards those stated objectives. And then being able to identify resources within the community. Your greatest resource for any amount of change is really within the community that you're working in. If your community is in your home, in my home of four people, my greatest um, community, my greatest asset is within my household. If I'm trying to invoke change, I need to, um, and my husband and I, we need to really talk to one another and talk with our children and listen and see how we can go about invoking change. And so that's so important. A lot of times we can look for resources elsewhere and that is important and key, but you really want to make sure that you're integrated in the community and that you have built such a trust that when you do learn what the needs are, that you're able to address those needs. The other thing I wanted to mention is really figuring out how to go about executing that plan and monitoring it. Coming back, one of the things we do in our home, which is really simple, is we try to really talk about, and honestly, something that we even shared last night that we're like, we need to get back at it, being consistent about this, but really asking our kids how we're doing, asking each other how we're doing, how's the week going, um, Checking up on that, checking up on the things that we said we were going to talk about, whether we said hey, we're going to be better about our sarcasm, whether we said we're going to be better about our um, the way we're loving one another, the way we're building one another up. Really asking each other, how is that going? The same is true for when you're advocating. You set goals and objectives. You want to really be able to see how is that going? Is it being effective? And how do you determine that? How do you measure it in time? It's so important that you give it more than a week, more than a month, um, that you really want to make sure that you're allowing time for change. But at a certain point in which you need to discern with wisdom, you may need to consider, does the plan need to change? If you're not seeing anything, if you're not seeing any growth, if you're not seeing any movement, and sometimes that movement is slow, but if you're not seeing a progression, then you may want to reconsider your plan of action. 
And finally, I wanted to just share, you know, you want to be able to evaluate that. As I mentioned, you want to be able to not just execute and monitor the plan, but you want to be able to evaluate it, which is what I started to go into. It's so important for advocacy, whether you're trying to, again, be involved at a major level, if that's your goal to be involved at something really big like immigration, being um, involved on rights for those who are poor, being involved on things that are at the national level, then I would encourage you to, number one, please go back and educate yourself. Make sure that you're thoroughly educated on the topic in which you're passionate about. Also immerse yourself in the community that you really want to work with. But I would say there are so many advocacy groups that you can research and you can look them up. You can Google them, advocacy groups near you, whether you want to work with juveniles, whether you want to, again, work with, um, you know, special needs or if you want to work with, again, some of the racial disparities that take place. There are so many things that you can do to really make sure that even if you want to work with specific groups, that's another thing. You can actually Google specific groups that you can work with. But maybe your change is simply on your street. Maybe your change is happening in your house. And that's just as important. You know, I go back to that quote, you know, if you want to make change, go home and love your family. We are literally producing people who are going into the world who will either make it a better place or will not make it a better place. And finally, I wanted to leave you with a quote that I was just blown away by when Amanda Gorman got up and spoke at the inauguration. I was just in awe of this beautiful, dynamic, powerful um, young woman who delivered a poem bravely um, and just really, it, it was really like a song to me. It spoke to me in such a powerful way. But she said these two lines that I wanted to share with you all. It says, if only we are brave enough to see it, If only we are brave enough to be it. I want to encourage you that when it comes to making a change, we got to see the change and we got to be brave enough to see it because it can be scary sometimes. So I want to encourage you to be brave enough to see it, but it's not enough. I want to encourage you to be brave enough to be the change. It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to incorporate it into your life. It's another thing to even be immersed in it to where it oozes out of your pores. We are a work in progress, but it is a beautiful thing to work together and to find um, other partners in the community that are working towards the common goal. There are so many ways to make a change in your personal life and in our communities, in our nations, wherever we are. Um, And I just want to encourage you again to be brave enough to see it and brave enough to be it. And with that, I thank you for listening. It's been a blast just talking with you for a few minutes. And I can't wait to be able to discuss uh, my next upcoming podcast with you. Thank you all and hope that you're having a wonderful week. Bye bye. I hope today's podcast was thought provoking and helpful. If you want more information, be sure to visit my website, thepuresocialblog.com. Sign up for my weekly newsletter and follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Also, I would love to hear about what resonates with you and what may have inspired you. 
please leave a review and spread the word about this podcast. Thank you.